Hey everybody, welcome to another Thursday night Kingdom of Loathing radio show podcast. Uh, we haven't done one of these in so long, I don't remember anything about anything. What is my name? Hot stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know. Robert Paulson. Fuck. Riff, do you remember my name? What, where am I? Yeah, where are you, Riff? Uh, I can't see you, Riff. Uh, I... I feel like I'm talking to the little girl inside the television in a poltergeist movie. <clears throat> Move yeah. toward the light, Riff. I'm in some <laughs> weird white room and someone's nailed sheets to the ceiling. <clears throat> sounds, uh, sounds I think you've bad. regressed to the womb. I think your house is trying to give birth to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're, we're in San Francisco. Uh, did you guys know that in San Francisco, it's the future? How, uh, how I didn't far know that. Future? We did it. I don't know, probably like five years in the future. We did this thing last night. Uh, there's there's this iPhone app called Uber. Okay. Uh, I think it might be called Uber Taxi or whatever, but it just says Uber on the screen. Yeah. And you, you, you open it up, and it shows you a map of where you are with all of these icons that are little black cars. No. And you press you press a button, and one of the cars says... Boris. So we've had two. We've had two. Uh, two of these so far, and the drivers have been named Boris and Ishmael. Oh, I was hoping Natasha. I was no. gonna uh, Boris and Ishmael. Ishmael is pretty cool, though. Yeah, call them Ishmael. Uh, so it's like Boris will pick you up in six minutes. Wow. And so then six minutes later, you get a text message. Boris is outside. So you go out and you get in the car, and then they drive you to where you're going, and then you get out of the car. They don't let you tip them, and then your phone buzzes. You've been charged thirty dollars for that ride. Whoa. Um, so it's just like an on-demand on, taxi service. You don't know how much it's going to cost until you get there, which is <laughs> a little... And I, and I want to say it's maybe half again as expensive as a taxi. Okay, so it's not... Huh. Do they... Are they somehow, like, uh, avoiding, like, standard... Like taxi licensure or, or I don't know things. Uh, we talked to the guy a bunch on the way home last night, and he was like, "They they have a pretty they're pretty demanding of their dudes. You have to have a late model car, like a newer than two thousand six or two thousand seven. Yeah, this sounds like. like they're not doing the carriage license thing. Yeah, this is totally illegal. You think it's totally <laughs> I think illegal? It's totally illegal. I don't know why would that be illegal? Because you're just not. I mean, at least in most cities, you're not allowed to operate a taxi service that isn't uh, regulated by the city. And I'm guessing that these guys do not have. Like limousine licenses, I'm guessing that they don't have. Maybe the, mean, there's no reason that they couldn't require them to have a commercial. <clears throat> maybe the license, loophole right? is sure. that you're not paying for you're not paying for the taxi. That's just a dude that's giving you a free lift. Exactly. And what you're paying yeah, for think, is use of the app. Yeah, I think well, that's I what's mean, happening. I the, and the, the yeah, I don't know, man. The, so they're are expanding. Being, they're expanding to multiple cities, and they've been. They've been I mean, yeah, they've been know, operating I'm, for I'm a year and a half. I mean, it just uh, it know. sounds super illegal. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound illegal to me. It sounds super awesome. It sounds like the future. Should, you, I think you just believe that everything cool is illegal uh, because you're like, that well, cool prostitution is cool. Sometimes, sometimes you should get your ride for free, and sometimes it costs twice as much. Oh yeah, like if you answer the right trivia questions. Yeah. Ooh yeah, that'd be great. I can't think of anything that would make it more illegal than gambling. Sometimes uh, <laughs> they show up and give you a hand job, <laughs> and then they charge you fourteen dollars. Uh, so is it, are they just do they just charge your iPhone regular iPhone? Like, yeah, it, it goes purchase? through iTunes. Is it no? It's the, you have to set up a credit card. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's pretty cool. Uh, I tried it last night to get back from where we went, though, yeah. and uh, it was like, sorry, we couldn't find a car for you. I'm like, I'm not accepting that as an answer, yeah. and I tried again, and they found a different car. Huh. Yeah, so. Okay. I don't know, man. It's pretty the future. You could see, like, you can see the car the start moving, moving heading toward you, and it puts a little icon on the map that's you, and you're, like, waving <coughs> your hand. Do the cars look like, like sharks? Uh, yes. That is awesome. Yeah, and you then there's a little mini game where you have to kill, like, stingrays and pick up <laughs> conch shells and use them to upgrade your icon. Nice. What um, really? I might have just been 
playing the NES uh, game Jaws on, uh, okay. on, and on an emulator while I was waiting for the cab, and that wasn't actually part of the game. Um, yeah, I went last night and played. Uh, I played a game of Pathfinder. With, oh yeah, yeah. With Did a, you find it? Did you find the path? We killed a dragon. That's I don't cool. think we were supposed to kill a dragon. Um, the guy, the guy changed. It was like a prepackaged adventure in the beginner Pathfinder set. We rolled up a character. We killed a, some skeletons. Well, you you created a character and played an adventure all in one night. Yeah, I feel like uh, those are have almost always been two nights worth of activities for me. Yeah, it took like five hours. I mean, we didn't pay a whole lot of attention to debil- to debilitating the characters uh, <laughs> be- because we wanted them to be capable of killing a dragon and <laughs> right. a skeleton and stuff. Uh, but we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't give them a whole lot of personality. We gave them names. I had a sweet owl. <clears throat> like, he didn't have stats like a, or a an owl lollipop. I didn't. Uh, we did not ever uh, do anything with the owl. Uh, it was just okay. like you get a familiar, and I was like, "All right, I want a sweet owl." Cool. Um, Would have helped my perception checks in the dark. I guess I probably could have sent someone a letter. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. I mean, I'm a wizard, Harry. Yeah. Could have said that if we'd met somebody named Harry. Uh, how you been, Riff? I we haven't talked to you in uh, weeks. Been all right. Just uh, you know, been ca- pretty casual. Playing a lot You've been Minecrafting a lot? Minecraft, yeah. <laughs> been, Have uh, you built any sweet wizard's towers? Well, it's man, do you... Uh, did, did you know something? Because, in fact, I am in the middle of building a sweet wizard's tower. <laughs> no, I just, cool. I just guessed that that's what you might do in a, in a game like <laughs> Minecraft, with a beard like yours. <laughs> yeah, I'm building an arcology. <clears throat> Jenny and I... Is that uh, like a took over an NPC village and started upgrading it. So I've uh, built, after after building the sweet, over-elaborate warehouse for all our crap, I've started building a wizard's tower to put the enchanting table and uh, alchemy lab in. Crazy. Um, I We've just been wandering around trying to avoid stepping in piles of shit, and today uh, kicking around wet garbage. Oh. <laughs> You must have one of the new versions of Minecraft that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, they finally, Minecraft finally got enough money to hire that poop guy from World of Warcraft <laughs> to start writing their content. The poops man. Oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. We went, to, uh, we went to eight short plays in eight minutes each. Eight minutes each, yeah. They weren't all plays. Sure. Some of them were a clown. Yeah. <laughs> Riff, we went and saw a clown, aren't you? Oh. Aren't you jealous? Aren't you excited? Yeah. Don't you wish you'd come oh, out here with us? Totally. It was just a guy in a black shirt and a black pants pretending to be Superman. Pretending to be a black Superman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Which we all know is, <clears throat> is a thing. Yeah, and friend of uh, friend of Kingdom of Loathing, Jessica Gruner, read some short fiction that was really good. Yeah, it was. She should She should be a professional writer. <clears throat> I, I think she is. She is. <laughs> Done. Um, anyway, uh, thanks to the guy that ran that Pathfinder game last night. I don't remember your uh, in-game name. <laughs> I ever knew it. Right, thank you personally. You're, you're bad at thank No, you I know. I'm things. terrible at gratitude. Uh, we should go to Cafe Gratitude and get a I feel good about myself Sunday. So with, yeah, some sort of <laughs> some sort of handy with some sort of Stuart Smalley cruelty-free kale cream and uh, some flaxseed syrup. Loving. Yeah. Um. Well. Uh, almost nothing has happened in Kingdom of Loathing. We uh, we released some content that was really popular and everybody really liked, and so we we're like, "Fuck it, let's take three weeks off." <laughs> we've been working. We, I we've went been on a networking. We've been. We have. We went to we educating went to ourselves. Did anything happen at GDC that makes more sense to talk about on the KOL show than video games hot dog? Uh, we found out what our company's uh, our company's classification is. 
Oh yeah, they so like microtransactions. They didn't have a name for what we were doing until many years after we started doing it. And apparently, our general uh, way of way of life and way of doing business, uh, we are what is now referred to as a lifestyle company, um, <laughs> which is a, a company that is whose goal is to just sustainably operate and uh, let all of its dudes have a good time instead of uh, instead of like trying to make a as much money, money as yeah. possible or try and try and get sold to Yahoo yep. okay. or Google Game center which you know that I, i'm happy with that i'm happy with happy with providing a service that people like and they they pay us enough to to live and and we provide them enough awesomeness to uh enjoy their lives you know what would really allow us to sustain our sustain our lifestyles in the long term what making 10 times as much money <laughs> or getting bought by google game center yeah at, there was there net. was one guy who tried to tell us that <clears throat> we could make 10 times as much money if if we just made a couple changes and we're like uh yeah we don't, don't want money who, yeah we don't like it we're we afraid we'll get a money cut we also don't like changes a money cut yeah that's what happens if you get too much money huh. you know uh, what i th- here's what i think what happens too. if you money get too much filthy. money is you go to spend some of your money and then it explodes and sprays you with blue paint that's what happens to people who get a bunch of money all at once <laughs> that's true it was cool talking to my mom who works at a bank and they totally have that shit. The die They totally have like the fake dollars that you give them to the robber and then it explodes and covers them with orange juice. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> think it's actually orange, orange juice. juice. It's, like, <laughs> it's a mixture of orange juice and gasoline which is then lit on fire. Ooh, yes. <laughs> um, we got, do you think we will, uh, do you think that we will have uh, some new content that rolls out in between now and when this radio show goes live? It's possible. I think that we might, it's but I don't want to spoil it in case somebody knows about our secret hiding place for these shows uh, before they get broadcast. I'm talking to you, Casey Wiederman. <clears throat> Casey Wiederman always getting his sneaky early access to everything. Mm. Bad Casey Wiederman. Um uh so yeah nothing has happened with kol at all no <laughs> i mean people have been we did all those to, trivial to updates yeah we did all those trivial updates between when i got back from the cruise and when we left for san francisco okay right so those were a lot of trivial updates we got rid of them intrinsics right them damn dirty intrinsics um which you know whatever they were blackbirds hanging around our necks yep and i hope that uh that actually did some good and i hope the stuff is genuinely less screwed up than it used to be we only introduced like three debilitating game breaking bugs <laughs> those For, have been those have been mostly dealt with right oh yeah i think so okay. uh so, so we what found happened out to that the old intrinsics what is what is chapped legs now just an enchantment yeah, no, it's just an it's an effect that isn't used anywhere. We could, you know, I know what we should do. We should just uh, up the non-combat rate in the palindrome to like seventy-five percent, and just write a bunch of non-combats that give you those effects <laughs> for, for five turns each. Um, so we, what we learned today is that uh, the avatar of Jarlsberg would have been able to go into the Hobopolis music marketplace <laughs> and buy a packet of mayfly bait <laughs> uh, because of the way that uh, one particular bug in that stuff works. Uh, here's a here's a tip, kids, for all of you uh, for all of you budding game developers. Uh, don't ever do anything. Yeah, don't ever do anything. Don't don't uh, make a video game. Don't ever index into an item table by saying, "All right, what's the item ID of the item before these uh, six class items?" Uh, all right, and then let's just add your class to get the item ID of the thing that's being sold to you. Because then later, if you add more classes, you just start selling people random shit. Remember when uh, for a while uh, you could get mafia violin cases? Yep. Uh, by yep. doing what? What were you doing? Out of like a lucky surprise egg or something, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. 
It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Got some mafia violin cases out of the deal, as I recall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Remember mafia violin cases? I remember the Penguin Mafia. Yeah. they're not, a, they're not gone anywhere. Do all kinds of things with them. Maybe we should Maybe we should do a challenge path where uh, every Ooh. zone has those astronaut penguins that steal 10% of your meat. <laughs> <laughs> those, were, those were super popular as, a, as an adventure up in the sky, as I recall. Um, man, that was a bad idea. I like how they, they come and go. I like how they, their power talk of waxes and wanes. How they talk of Michelangelo. Yes. <clears throat> What do you think a mob penguin would sound like if he was talking of Michelangelo? It would sound like he was talking about two guys named Michael and Angelo, one of which was a guy that was going to get beaten up, and the other of which was the guy that was going to beat up Michael. It was going to be a masterwork, yeah. that, that conflict. Um, oh, man, we found a sweet masterwork dagger. Oh, yeah? I don't even know. Oh, in your game? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, it was just, it was under some poop yeah, on the streets of San Francisco. You started blending reality and fiction, so it's Yeah, I want to show you guys these sweet steam tunnels that I found underneath the University of uh, Wisconsin or wherever Tom Hanks went to school. Um, did you guys ever see that movie? No. We need to We need to have a company viewing of that movie. Uh, I think it's Mazes and Monsters. It's it's a, oh. a movie that they made in the, in the height of the D&D panic. Uh, that was based on the supposedly true story. I guess there was a true story of a kid who went nuts and was stabbing dudes in the sewer. Oh yeah, I, I think he just disappeared into some seam into some seam tunnels. Huh. Um, the seedy underbelly of some university. Yeah. Uh, boy, I bet there there's a lot of opportunities to go crazy and disappear into steam tunnels at MIT. Well, yeah, but I, I mean they're they're trafficked enough because people go uh, hacking. Yeah, because uh, the the second most popular major at MIT is trespassing. <laughs> well, it's hard to get course credit for it, but you can you can sometimes find ways. You have to hack into the computers and give yourself course credit for something else. Exactly. What? It's a philosophy. My <laughs> philosophy is why work hard for anything when I can just steal it. <clears throat> a plus. There's there uh, there are a lot of kind of awesome little secrets about MIT. You know, like because like so uh, hacking uh, as a term that's like used not just for like computer like exploits or whatever but like as the roof and tunnel hacking where you you wander around and then the the hacks which are the like um pranks sort of pranks or whatever that that happen like putting the police car on the dome or turning the the dome into r2d2 or something like that um so i feel like we just use the word hack for pretty much every verb right place place a police car on yes that's so when, when we say someone hacked the database what we meant was someone drove a police car into the data center and parked <laughs> it on top of the servers right uh somebody somebody converted the items table into r2d2 yes um oh uh in 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 uh update uh, kol update news all items now have jetpacks on them for some fucking reason <laughs> but strangely you won't be able to use the jetpack later <laughs> yeah <clears throat> well, should we uh, should we answer some questions? I think we probably got enough forum questions to get us through an entire uh, an entire show where we talk about the Kingdom of Loathing. Okay, how do you cool. guys feel about that? Sounds, Sounds awesome. Uh, let's actually catch up on these uh, Radio Bugbear questions, of which there are five. Granite Grizz says, "As for Feast of Boris during an Avatar of Boris run, I'm seeing a Boris celebrates himself every day. Why should today be different?" We talked about this a little bit on Monday. Um, is, is celebrates a, ma- a euphemism for something else? It's just another word for hacks. Okay. Um, the issue uh, that I have with this, so people are saying that 
uh, just the access to f- the food that is drops that from the wandering enough? monsters is going to be enough to make runs that encompass a Feast of Boros unassailable on the leaderboards, right. um, which is not normally the thing that's important about Feast of Boros, right? Uh, what I'm trying to do is figure out a way to stop the dick stabbers from posting unassailable board runs on that day while not taking away a rare opportunity for some extra food from the casual kids who aren't going to hit a leaderboard but would be sad if Feast of Boris didn't... Okay. Yeah? I've got an idea. Okay. A questionnaire when you log in. Are you a casual kid or are you a dick stabber? And then depending on how they respond... You can uh, give them the food drops or not. Ooh, yeah, okay. So we just force everybody into a choice adventure. Uh, you see a dick. <laughs> what do you do? And it is stab the dick, 11 points. Uh, Casually walk by it, 10 yeah. points. <laughs> Enjoy the dick, <laughs> 10 points. <laughs> yep. Um, or <clears throat> massage the dick. And then mm-hmm. that uh, sends us your email address. <laughs> And uh, it, it uh, what it does is it uh, deploys our remote webcam turn-on software that is uh, built into the... That was one of the first things I built into the KOL engine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is why it's very important to be honest in your profile. Uh, my mom once sent me a, an email forward that was a link to uh, a thing that was like, hey, look at this thing where we can we can use your webcam to, to look at you. Here, we'll show you. Go to this web page and look into your webcam, and we'll show you what you look like. And that was a picture of a monkey. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's like, don't be stupid. You can't. That's not a thing. <laughs> I, I bet that is a thing. If though. you if you stared oh, at it for a little while longer, did it turn into a horrible screaming face all of a sudden? <clears throat> that would be great. Yeah, that would be actually pretty great. I saw this animated <laughs> GIF that I think favorites. was fake, but was pretty cool anyway. It was like a guy doing one of those things where you had to like really carefully solve the maze in Flash, and then it goes like. Ah! And shows the creepy monster face yeah. and then him just punching a hole in the monitor like in the flat panel monitor just all the way through the wall <laughs> which is pretty cool but I don't know if it was real or not the, the guy punching the hole yeah it might have been a ghost guy hmm ghost monitor ghost puncher um, so yeah, I don't know what to do about Feast of Boris. I, like, so you gave your your dopey joke suggestion. Do you have any ideas? I for, would probably just not have food drop on that day. Yeah, but I mean, that's gonna make so that's gonna make five people happy who care about the sanctity of the leaderboards, and probably five million people sad. Um, I mean, ma- the majority of those five million people are gonna be sad because like they live in uh, squalor in a third world country, and not not yeah. because they don't get the food. I drops think you're on thinking Feast of, Boris, of it but. incorrectly, like. We often have variable stuff that happens on holidays. Um, we we don't have to have it always be the same, right? Like, if there's nothing... Yeah, but, okay, I, I, what you're saying is, no, 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 taking away the casual people's toys uh, this time is variety. But it's, well, yeah, it's it's, but it's not... It, it isn't a toy. Like, until you give them the food, it's not like we're giving them the food and then being like, oh, you can't eat that at the last minute. We just don't ever have it drop, and it's not... It's not any different. Yeah, but I'm saying there's people who are probably thinking, man, I'm loving this Boris. I just wish I had more food. I can't wait till Feast of Boris when I get a bunch of food. And I bet there's special extra content because it's Feast of Boris and I'm Boris. And they're so okay, excited. Well, so, okay, so instead of having the, the regular foods drop, we have uh, like something that's like little Boris pops or whatever that are just not good enough to, they're like one fullness, one one size or whatever you're right like you, you just we just change the theming of it slightly for for a change just all the boris monsters drop mug cakes yeah yeah exactly done cool 
uh, Google Fairy says, MMG chat channel, lul. Uh, no. And I think, and I think this question really answers itself. Well, you could just keep asking the question and there's every time someone asks, we just flip a die or flip a die, flip a coin to see whether or not we're going to do it. Oh, you flipped a die. It came That's up number four. four. No, four means no. Uh, also, any any side with at least one pip on it also means no. Okay. Uh, also, ask again in four months. Yeah. A Linguini lad wrote, Jick, there is a problem with the live lobster population. There is too many of them. Please make it so we can craft them into a food. I don't know, man. I read that David Foster Wallace essay, and I don't want you to even be able to cook virtual lobsters into a food. I don't know why I'm okay with, if a lobster is a monster, you crushing it into paste and inhaling it, or whatever. Uh, yeah, I just don't... Here's what... Okay, maybe we could make a recipe and then have a message that pops up when you do the recipe that's like, you... T- so we got a boiling pot of water yeah. and a lobster as yeah. the two ingredients. And uh, when you go to cook them together, it's like, you start to drop the lobster into a boiling pot of water, and then he's like, please don't boil me alive. If you let me go, I'll give you a free Pop-Tart. And then you do it. And so when you cook a lobster with the boiling water, you just get a Pop-Tart. Huh. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. <clears throat> I think never we can do be that able now. I think lobsters the same way again. I think we can. Uh, yeah, not knowing that knowing that they know where the secret hidden magic pop tarts are. Yeah, right. Makes you feel a little less cavalier about boiling them alive. Or actually, maybe uh, I should boil as many as I can get my hands on until one of them talks, so that I can find out the secret of the magical hidden pop tarts. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. You could. Well, what you should do is let them all... You should breed lobsters and let them all have a lot of children so that when when you do find the one that can talk, he has a real incentive to not get boiled alive. There we Does, go. Uh, do you think that the magical Pop-Tart grants wishes? Because then you could, just grant, you could just wish for a bunch of cooked lobster. Okay, right. I'd like some cruelty-free lobster. Yeah. You know what cruelty-free lobster is? Uncooked lobster. Tofu. Tofu? Yeah. Huh. How about just a uh, steak? We're going to have to... How about just a what? A steak. Oh, okay. Or what about a soy Miss Quince princess? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> soy Miss is like the worst hot chocolate ever. It's just it's just powdered soy sauce with milk in it. <laughs> powdered soy sauce? Yeah. You, you, you dry out some soy sauce, and then you replace all the water with milk. Huh. Oh, uh. Uh, Q says, Can you set up a safety net confirmation dialogue for slash buy commands with values over 1 million? Uh, please amend the... Re- Wait, okay. Uh, no. Please amend the restrictions for slash veteran access to one year played and 10k lifetime turn count. Since inactivity disabled was off, too many voobies on vet. I think he means newbies. Yeah. Or maybe he's talking about there being too many voobies in Netherin. Um, we should have a slash Nedin channel uh, for Juggalos to talk about vagina. Huh. Yeah. Uh, we could just have slash Fago. <laughs> yeah. We did uh, spend a lot of time on the Monday show talking about what you would buy with Fago credits if you were a Juggalo. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess you could probably get some Nedin from some Juggalettes mm-hmm. if, if they were business-minded Juggalettes. Or if they, like most juggalettes in, in my uh, uninformed opinion, would just fuck whoever, whenever. Um, then you wouldn't even have to. You could say you were going to give them some Fago credits, but what you actually got them was heavy with child. <laughs> uh, Glebe says, please make a standalone version of Meteoid I can download for my phone. I'll give you like five bucks for it. I don't think anybody would pay five bucks. I mean, other than Glebes. Sorry, Glebes. It's not that you don't count. 
It's just that it's not worth uh, development time just to make an app for you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I know you've got that five shiny dollars you're waggling at me. Uh, do you think? Do you think we get enough people buying a standalone app version of Meteoid uh, that we could do a Kickstarter? I'm guessing that it would only cost fifty thousand dollars to develop a standalone version of Meteoid <laughs> for the iPhone. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, basically, we'd have to hire someone to resurrect Steve Jobs to teach us how to write Objective C plus Sharp. I have no idea what language the iPhone uh, uses. And uh, C flat. Yeah, it, it's Objective C, right? C Sharp is the new Windows language. Dude, and I don't. I don't have Objective any idea. C. Is the iOS one? Is yeah. there a Subjective like C? That. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends on whether you think there is or not. Solipsist C. Uh, let me see what this radio forum thread looks like. I meant to search for Monday, and I started searching the forums for forum. Um, let's see. Zortag says, what is the deal with the rando violet bow? All the other items in the can of rando are either generally useful or useful in specific situations. The yellow laser gun is nice for moxie classes, weakening opponents, and having a bonus to hit is awesome for lower skilled moxie classes. The green lantern is quite nice for mist classes, but I can't figure out when the violet bow would be good. It's a two-handed non-club melee weapon that adds moxie. What? I guess it'd be okay as a very early on item, but turtle tamers want to wield a shield and seal clubbers want to have a club. Seems odd to me that the violet bow would not be a little better for muscle classes. Heck, if it just added some muscle, it would be nice. Why does it add moxie? I don't know, because it's purple. It's Yeah, it's a sleaze <laughs> line. I mean, they, you know, like Billy Bob said in Bad Santa, they can't all be winners, kid. Uh, I don't, yeah, sure. Everybody's like, oh, what the fuck, man? It's a melee weapon that adds moxie. What the fuck? Are you retarded, you fucking retard? That's what they say all the time. That's how this uh, post reads, by the way, Zortag, in case you're wondering what the <laughs> emotional content of your post is. The, the subtext, as it were. <laughs> I mean... If you want, if you want to ha- have in your hands something that makes you more moxious, <clears throat> this is one of your options. Yeah, man. I don't know. They, you know what? <laughs> <clears throat> Hi, Jake says Dread Pirate Roberts. I'm curious about how you balanced a- uh, Avatar of Boris for hardcore. I keep wanting to say Age of Boris. Huh. What is AO? Age of Empires. AOE is Age of Empires. Yeah. 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 Uh, rather than describing myself as a casual player, I am what you would call a lazy or time-limited player. I play every day, and I have done 80 to 100 hardcore runs, and I would say I have an average understanding of the game. When I play, I tend to have a maximum of 20 to 25 minutes a day due to work and family commitments. Unfortunately, I found hardcore age, uh, age of Boris so hard, and the need to use the wiki so often that I've started to find it not fun. Huh. Uh, was the run specifically aimed at high-skilled players or to make hardcore harder, or is this just a byproduct of trying to make softcore challenging? Did you balance the difficulty for softcore, then hardcore, or the other way around? Thanks, and sorry if this sounds like a frustrated rant. Um, That's an interesting question. It's yeah, it is weird that it's... one of few complaints about it that I've about heard. It, well, about it being harder or more, more complicated yeah. than the hardcore game in general, which I don't... I mean, I don't know if he's just talking about, like, the fights are too hard. Or, yeah, I don't know. Or what the deal is. I mean... When I am thinking of content, when I'm when I am trying to balance things, usually I'm not trying to balance things. I'm trying to make You're things that are cool, awesome. yeah. and then and then I let other people <clears throat> tell me if they're too busted, and then balance them. Yeah. And it's always surprising to me when somebody was like, "Oh yeah, it turns out this is really hard," because I just assume that I am always going to err on the side of making everything way too easy. But it is always like. I'll make a bunch of stuff and say, "Hey guys, look at this stuff," and then they'll say, "What about softcore?" And I'll say what core and they'll say soft core and i'll say soft what and they'll say dude soft core and i'll say what what 
Um, and then I'll be like, in the I should stop. Uh, I should stop ripping off jokes from Futurama and realize, <laughs> oh right, softcore is a thing. Well, fuck. Like, uh, like this new content that may or may roll out, or may or may not roll out. It may or may roll out before this uh, before this show gets broadcast. I bet it does. It's real, real close. Um, but I, but I was like, all right, I'm going to design this content. Then I realized, oh wait a minute, this has a this has a, a hard floor of three turns to finish this thing in softcore. Oh jeez, yeah, with all the pulls. So I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> um, so I don't know if I need to like fuck it all up or some of them could be quest items. Uh huh. You hate? Why do you hate quest items? Well, because they're they're not uh, old school. They're not back to basics. Okay. I don't know. Um, I, you know, I don't know if this is like a thing where it's like, all right, well, this is two pulls that can save 10 turns on this or whatever. I, I don't know if it's a big deal or not, right? Uh, so we'll see. I'll, I will let Dev think about it a little bit, and I will think about it some more tomorrow. And then if it turns out it's like, oh, man, this is totes broken, and now everybody's doing a one-day run, even people with no permed skills who've never played the game before. Uh, they're doing one day runs now. Then I'll be like, I should probably renege. You could instead of instead of like requiring one item to get through a particular challenge, you could require ten copies of that item so that, and or you could, could make just it drop ten at a time. Every item. Yeah. So that they drop ten at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're right. So you have to pull ten items yeah. to save one turn. Um, uh, as far as this age of <laughs> age of Boris, sage, yeah, this is what I'm just calling. I'm just calling it Age of Boris from now on. Uh. Balancing after hardcore, I don't, uh, I don't know. I'm curious as to what your specific difficulties are. Yeah, I mean, so it's when you first start out, it is like not having any skills at all in hardcore. So it's it's very much like a like, like a, a bad, bad moon, moon run, run for the first little while, but without any and boosts. and you know what they what they brought up was that it's like a bad moon muscle run, and bad moon muscle runs are kind of rough. Right. Apparently, because I guess you, I mean, they're rough if you're the kind of person who doesn't want to rest at your campsite. Yeah. Right. Which, I mean, I guess somebody with 80 to 100 hardcore runs would find the idea of resting at his campsite to be totally anathema. Uh, you know, even even if it meant it made it a lot easier to play the game in 20 to 25 turns a day, which I, I don't. I wonder, was was this player using a lot of automation stuff because if you're only playing 25 minutes a day you're probably not getting a chance to play all of your turns right like unless you're playing hardcore oxy and just have extremely limited turn gen i don't i feel like manually playing all of your turns in 25 minutes is is pretty impressive if you're if you're if you're trying to be at all competitive if you have like 80 or 100 uh, hell i don't know but maybe you're not if you're if you're not trying to be competitive then i don't understand the complaint right because yeah, because you can always just sort of. Well, I mean, if it feels rest. hard, if if he feels like oh, if you're this, losing a lot of this fights, is hard. You, yeah. I guess you lose a lot more fights as hardcore Boris, right? Because you don't have, you're a lot more limited in what you've, what like your skill sets and stuff like that. And especially if you've if you have been playing for a long time with a hundred hardcore perm skills, then that's it's going to be it's going to feel like you've got no abilities at all. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I, I'm curious as to what it is that is making you feel this way, Dread Pirate Roberts. I mean, and, it, was know, it was definitely it was definitely balanced to be challenging in certain in certain respects. I am worried that the Naughty Sorceress is a little too hard, even with the even with the affordances that we added after Dev complained that it was way too hard. Yeah, but 
like there have been thousands and thousands of ascensions. So it's, I mean, she's clearly beatable. <clears throat> yeah, but we're also getting reports from people who are like, yeah, I've been stuck at the Naughty Sorceress for three days. A couple days. days yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, one of the things about the Naughty Sorceress in the NS13 era is that if you're having trouble with her, you can just grind a couple levels yep. and beat yeah. her, you know? I mean, it, the fight is definitely possible, right? You just, you might have to go farm some consumables if you lose. Yep. And the whole thing with her not destroying consumables that didn't get used was really a nod to that. Like, if you're going to, with low skills in an Age of Boris run, fight her, you probably need some, like, you know, high-end healing consumables that you farmed up. Yep. Well, plus, and doesn't she still get easier the more the more times she beats you? Just like three or four times, and then it's that that benefit stops. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty fast curve. <clears throat> Does that actually still happen? Uh-huh. Huh? What like her block rate? I forget exactly. Yeah, what I the don't remember how it works are. either. Um, Phil Master Plus says, "Revamp Seal Clubber skills when you have time, please." Speaking of which, are the challenge paths keeping you folks very busy? Uh, this one kind of did. We we hashed out the yeah. next one on the phone today, and I'm pretty excited about it. But it probably will keep us pretty busy. Yeah, it's it's, I'm gonna guessing it'll be three three weeks of pretty solid development in April and May. You know, though, like I do not like given the way that people are responding to Avatar of Boris and just the the like just baskets and baskets full of praise that have been in dumb. You know, the number of people who've just been like, "Yeah, man, I'm super back into the game now. Like, I'm having so much fun. This is awesome." Like, all right. I think that I don't regret spending the amount of time that I spent on this challenge path yeah. instead of working on yeah. other stuff. The next one, the next one doesn't have the same kind of hook, I think. But it it has like if if the idea pans out the way we're thinking, it's got a lot. It more gives like us another s- option for a, curated content. Yeah, yeah it gives us another option for a kind of challenge path that yeah. we can do too. Like we, I mean, we we arrived at the tools. idea today by saying like. All right. Well, what haven't we fucked with right. in these challenge paths? And like, oh, let's fuck with that. Yeah, yeah. It was a. It was a. Everybody had idea at the same time. <laughs> so it'll. It should work out. It should work out at least as well as the robot reindeer. Exactly. <laughs> uh, revamp seal clubber skills, huh? In Is that the what way? Mm, I don't know. Make them cool. I would totally, man, I would love it if I could just be like, all right, everybody, you lose all your skills, and then we make new skills for all the classes. Mm-hmm. You lose all like all of your perm skills yeah, yeah. out the window. Yeah, of course. Also, all of your items. We've changed all the items. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've revamped, <laughs> we've revamped all the items, too. Also, the game now has uh, music and graphics yeah. Except and is in 3D cheese. and a first-person shooter. You can keep, them. You keep your cottage cheese. Uh, hey, Casey Wiederman says, hey, guys, great work on Age of Boris. I'm super into it. See? And then Zarquan Hergardi says, first off, great work on Age of Boris. Man, everybody's <laughs> making this mistake. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun playing around with the new skills, not to mention the opportunity to build up a hell of a lot of karma while still perming Boris skills. Couple questions. One, have you ever considered making damage reduction apply after damage absorption? The way it works now makes DR uh, means DR often, often ends up reducing damage by much less than what it seems to indicate, particularly as the amount of damage you're taking and your total DA increase. Uh, honestly, it seems like it'd be more intuitive that way, especially since how DA itself reduces damage is already such an obscured mechanic. Uh, yes, actually. Well, I thought that it did work that way. I mean, it gives a major boost damage reduction to do it. Having both of them at the same time just doesn't make any sense is part of the problem. Uh, yeah. Right, because you can't, you can't reduce something by sort of percentage-wise and then a flat number... 
you have to do it in, before or after yeah, you have to do it in an order yeah and one order I, is bad and the other order is bad yeah both of them are kind of uh, yeah i mean i like if i thought that it was even remotely plausible i would probably move to a model where the equipment where the numbers on equipment were just a flat reduction in the amount of damage that you took huh. um just get rid of absorption Completely, and just everything is reduction. But then the problem is, with the small numbers that I like having at the low end, yep. you would just be like, all right, well, as soon as you have one pair of Mr. Store pants on, you just don't take any damage at all, ever. Right. In the first, like, five levels of the game. You know, damage absorption works on a formula that, you know, was kind of drawn off of, like, the World of Warcraft armor formula, which I'm sure they've gone through multiple revisions on that, because it... Like, they look back and like, man, that was stupid. Um, you know, I think especially given that a lot of newbies are probably going to select their equipment based on its power instead of based on whatever enchantments they want on it, right? And, you know, which is, I think, why so many people will use, like, a power 30 ranged weapon as a muscle class because we don't tell them that that's worse than right. a power 10 melee weapon, you know, which we really need to do that. That's still a thing that comes up all the time. It's not very intuitive. Um, you know, I think just we do a thing where if you lose, if you lose a fight and it detects that you're a muscle class with a, a melee weapon or, a, you know, a muscle class with a melee weapon attack, the tutorial flies <laughs> in and says, man, you must fucking suck at this game because even when you're doing stuff right, you're still losing. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. You know, I like damage reduction as a thing, but I would like it more if it operated in a way that made sense to a dude who was looking at the amount of damage that he was taking. Yeah. Right? And it kind of just doesn't Yeah, at this point. Um, do you think we could get away with switching to just one? I don't know. We'd have to rethink a lot about how that, how a combat works. Yeah. I mean, we've already sort of obviated a bunch of the old um, formulae because damage absorption was sort of predicated on a certain set of of rules and you kind of blew a lot of that out of the water with like Dao and stuff like that yeah <clears throat> so yeah I, yeah i have no idea i haven't thought about it in years to be honest yeah i mean i wonder it would be nice if there were just like a switch we could flip and make that work in a way that made sense, but it's just such a, there's so much going on that messes with those things. Yeah. You know, hundreds of effects. Like we'd have to do it in a way that required us to not really change the front end of how the numbers look, right? Or how they're stored or whatever. Well, I mean, or we'd have to commit to changing a lot of numbers. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is like something that doesn't, that makes the damage absorption formula not make sense here the way that it would in World of Warcraft is a lot of it in World of Warcraft is based on the monsters having a level, right? And so it's like at level one, fighting a level one monster, so many points of armor is a such and such percentage reduction. Yeah. But there's a multiplier built into the formula based on how much tougher the monster is than you. And we just don't do that. Yeah. Right? Like it just, the 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 formula doesn't scale up as the damage scales up or the formula doesn't scale down as the damage scales up which is really what needs to happen 
Uh, speaking of DADR, he says, uh, looking at the Boris skills, I noticed a distinct lack of any DA slash DR bonuses. It was a total surprise during my first hardcore Boris run just how much damage you take as a muscle class without Dao, Hides, Hero, etc. to increase your to increase your DADR. Uh, was it intentional to leave out DADR bonuses from the Boris skills, or was there just no room slash logical place to put them in? That I think there was one, and it got changed to something else. Yeah, Boris is hardcore. He's a berserker. He doesn't care. Yeah. There was a passive that... I think it got changed. Sometime. What did it get changed to? There was a passive that got changed to... Uh, that was just a, like a 100 DA or something. And everybody was like, this is lame. So I was like, okay. And then we made it something cool. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it was in the feasting tree. Yeah, I don't know. I remember talking to you once about a system where you insisted that the only thing that armor should ever do is increase your maximum hit points. How huh. that would be a way a way of abstracting armor into a system, which Riff and I found really dissatisfying. Yeah. But I think that we were... Uh, do you still find that really dissatisfying, Riff? Yeah, that, that sounds I think, weird. Yeah, it does sound weird. But I think it just sounds weird because it's not what we're used to. It, it, is, a, it is a way to make everything else make sense and not be complicated i think was what i was going for back in the day i guess i mean if when your hit point total gets down underneath that bonus does that mean your armor is destroyed well you don't think about it that way right i mean like because it's like when when you're down to one percent of your full hit points does that mean that you're just a floating pair of eyeballs <laughs> right like it it hit points are hit points are an abstraction to begin with you know and it's like a measure of of how much damage you can take before you collapse right it's not yeah i mean i feel like in world of warcraft now every every piece of gear just stamina. having hundreds of stamina on it is kind of like the main thing that armor does is increase your hit points right but it seems it does just seem sort of wrong that that's yeah. how it works and i don't know what that is you know, I don't know if that's just like years of tradition of like, oh, I'd, I would rather have a bad system that doesn't make any sense than this one that I find distasteful. Right. <laughs> um, three, Zarquan continues, one of my favorite things about Surprising Fist was that there was a new skill to collect, even if I rarely ever actually see any benefit from it. It seems silly, but new permeable skills are probably what I consider the best part of new content. Heck, even as much as I love the Nemesis quest, I just feel it was a missed opportunity not to include a new skill to perm at the end, especially since the C quest has one for each class. Granted, some of the passive equipment bonuses are kind of like a perm skill, but it just seems like it seems missing after getting a new familiar and a new outfit. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing with the nemesis quest is that we wanted it to be like a new skill but we wanted it to be like one that you couldn't perm because we wanted it to be like powerful and iconic and flavory on the class right one that you would use if you were going to be in long-term aftercore as that class and i yeah it's it's just so it's so weird now the idea of adding new class specific permable skills that aren't just minor flavory kind of things is just like you know everybody we, has them. yeah if we add a cool new sorcerer skill we're not adding a cool new sorcerer skill we're just adding a skill that everybody is going to have and it's like it you know the the ascension mechanic and perming skills almost goes against the classes having any kind of identity yeah and I, mean, I remember so, back in the day when you had to really uh, clans worked together to cook hell ramen right like because that was a thing that yeah required more than one person to do and now it's just it's just not a 
like you have some people that might need to like use a still to do stuff or whatever because yeah. you, you don't you're not a moxie class but that's about it <clears throat> there are more things like there are a lot of things that i wish were inherent class abilities that are skills uh, you know and and it would be lame to take them away from people right i mean i think it's just like a lesson that we need to learn for kol2 someday i yeah. guess uh, straight to the point, uh, he says, I'm totally in favor of creating some new skill that you can perm from Boris runs. Yeah, we we are aware that this is a yeah. thing that we people were we were want. talking about that earlier. Yeah, when we've been we've been talking about various ways. I don't want to I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to like don't I don't want our it. mouths to write checks that our asses later decide not to cash. Yeah. Uh, and then he responds to the revamp seal clubber skills. He says, just add my comments to slash expand on this. The seal clubber tree just has so many redundant slash overlapping skills. Two tongue skills with no reason to have them both permed other than the marginal three MP savings if you just need to remove beaten up. Two hide skills that really seem like they could be combined into one level scaling skill, a la skin of the leatherback. Two claw skills that have the same problem as the hide skills, not to mention they don't have synergy with the thrust mech since bonus weapon damage isn't multiplied, thus making the skills much more useful for ranged weapon users, where the damage bonus is going to add up much quicker simply because of the sheer number of attacks needed to kill a target. Hmm. That seems like weird logic. Yeah, I don't like that logic. Um... Lunging Thrust Mech just being a more MP expensive, better purely by higher numbers version of Thrust Mech, unlike the Turtle Tamer combat skills, which each have their own little perks. And that's not mentioning the schizophrenic emphasis on wielding two-handed clubs, yet having a skill for dual-wielding one-handed weapons. Yeah, I mean, I agree that, you know, the skill, the skill clubber, seal clubber skills were the first skills I ever designed in a game for people to play, <laughs> right? And so it was like, yeah, I mean, when skills were barely a thing, you know, this was just sort of like lower level and higher level, and I... When I made those skills, I wasn't thinking about people perming them, right? Like yeah. I wasn't. I was just thinking about incremental increases in power over time. the The trouble is, flavor wise, the seal clubber is just like a dude who rips shit up by hitting it with clubs, right? And so, I don't want it to get too interesting. Although Boris is a dude who rips shit up by hitting it with an axe, and I gave him thirty skills without any of them seeming redundant <laughs> or boring. So, who knows? I mean. I guess in a, in ways we could make things we we could revamp skills without pissing off people who'd perm them. I guess right if we here, divided the, every class into thirty class skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would we piss people off if we made it so anybody who has either of the skins permed gets the new skin, which is better that is as good as both of those skills combined. You know, if you permed two skills and now it, you only have one permed skill, but it has the same benefit as as having permed both of them in the past. Well, you, you know what I mean? You would feel like you had wasted a certain amount of well, you karma. Would, you would feel like that. Would well, would somebody feel like I feel like by the time you're perming, by the time you're perming hide of the walrus, you are like just out of shit to perm. Right. Like. I can't. I, I can't think that that would actually upset people that much, but it, but it is weird. Like we can't revamp the class skills, really. I mean, you right? could just you could just whatever whatever skill happens to be the new level five skill. Anybody who has the old level five skill gets it replaced with that. I mean, you get a little bit less choice of, of what you've ended up perming, but I mean, I feel like in the long run, that's not really going to matter. You could refund their... You could keep all the old skills in the game. And then when they ascend, it strips them of those skills, refunds the karma, 
and then uh, that gives them the option in the next ascension to play with a, a whole new skill set hmm. that is totally non-overlapping with those skills. And then you would never be able to buy, like, so you could keep those skills permed as long as you never ascended. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the huh. shitty thing, right? Like, I mean, nobody gets really upset about lunch smack and people having lunch smack when not everybody can get lunch smack, but it's, it's a thing that annoys some people. Sure. I mean, you could do that for six months and then say, okay, that period of amnesty is over. We're just refunding everybody the karma and taking away the old skills. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it's worth it. You know, I, I mean, because if I were to do it, I would make them so much more powerful, you know, because that's just our role now. It's probably a bad idea. Uh, Twillow writes, given the line, the avatar of Boris has no need to cover his manly nipples. Do you really want to take that astral pet? Would you consider preventing players from wearing shirts in run? On the upside, it would stop gowns being a thing. But on the downside, it would piss in some people's Cheerios and probably stop the gnomish sign being used, which is a nice feature of Age of Boris. Uh, to put it in context, there's only one plus 50 milliliter gown day in the last month of this challenge, and that is on a Monday. Uh, okay. Uh, I generally think you should feel free to make changes to this path at this stage as no one has done runs that will be leaderboard runs at the end of the path. I love the feeling of progression this path gives the fact that you can get that feeling of advancement that is almost gone from those of us who permed almost everything relevant. See, this is another bonus in getting rid of a bunch of people's perm skills and replacing them with totally new perm skills. Uh, definitely the path that has got me playing again rather than just posting occasional speed attempts. Well done, sirs. Um, yeah, I wish we had thought of that. What wish we thought of like the Boris being able to buy gnome skills? Like we just totally forgot I, I don't that, that was a thing. I think that's a bad thing at all, actually. Yeah, except that we didn't let Boris wear a shirt. We didn't let Boris take an astral shirt with him. We didn't prevent it. We just gave you a warning. You can still get it if you want. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I think no, I guess can. that makes sense. You can take a you can take an inappropriate one with you. Yeah. But you just you have to go buy the skill immediately if you want to be able to wear it well you have to buy it as soon as you can yeah 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 sure uh blister guy says apparently when you open the rattling drawer in the defiled cranny the size of the ghoul up swarm is calculated on almost all monster level modifiers but not the mind control device and detuned radio why is that you know they just use a different mechanism and there's no reason that they have to it's just that they're coded separately in so many places um yeah, yeah it's weird it's just a, it, like monster level was a pretty new thing and it did not occur to me that a flag so back in the day checking was, the checking the flag table was expensive right right and i was already doing it like when you started a fight or whatever but it wasn't in the session so it was extra database traffic and so when i made that since that thing needed to be like a persistent thing instead of like an enchantment on a piece of gear or whatever i used a different method of storing it um, and I didn't want every time the player object got built for it to have to hit the flags table and add the mind control monster level to your monster level. I probably could just go fix that now and it would be a lot easier. You know, and we just wouldn't run into shit like this anymore where we have to remember to manually do it. But I'm sure it would break stuff if I went in to try to change that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I should probably fix that. Uh, HKC says... Enjoyed Age of Boris quite a bit, except for that part where the crazy bastard crushed me on my second turn. Some related oh. questions. Uh, wow, do challenge paths sucks. affect the likelihood of ultra-rare adventures? Uh, no, they do not. Uh, is Boris's proto-seal clubber a permanent thing, or will that change? I'm particularly thinking of a replacement for Snarl of the Timberwolf in the Spooky Raven quest. Maybe another five fullness, allowing Boris to eat three-tiered cakes. Uh, when Boris uses his own key at the perplexing door, why doesn't the spirit of Boris recognize him? 
I don't know if you've noticed this, but he's kind of dumb. Kavamaka says, continuing with this line of Age of Boris-related questions. Like so many others, I totally love this challenge path. There's a whole new way to play the game, and the writing is top-notch. There's one constructive criticism I would give the path. It's that I found the abrupt ending a little too jarring. Would have liked to see something that explains why you just stopped being the Avatar, even if it was a couple sentences explain- or saying the spirit of Boris left, and Clancy decided to leave because you weren't Boris anymore. Uh, it was, this was probably posted before. Yeah, I was going to say, that's been revised. Yeah, before we did that. That was a that was a, a me dropping the ball. Like... That whole end of the path thing was all placeholder text that Chris Moyer had written, but it was, this was funny. It was good enough that I was afraid that I would be insulting Scully if I was like, oh, Scully, could you rewrite this placeholder text that C.D. Moyer wrote in this choice adventure? And then him saying, what? That isn't placeholder text C.D. Moyer wrote. That was my own carefully crafted. (laughs) Like, how dare you, sir? (laughs) And so I was just like, eh. Scully's not here anyway, so I, we'll just we'll just leave it. We'll just leave it in his place. But I kind of didn't realize that that was the that was where an ending should be, and so I was just like, oh, you know what? Like that makes sense. Like we can both replace this placeholder stuff, and because I mean that like picking a class thing was really functional, and when he did it, that didn't seem like a story element at all. Right. But it like totally is. Like it's it's no more or less a story element than anything else that has happened in the quest progression. So yeah. Uh, Jowlin says I want to start off by saying I'm really digging Boris runs they're loads of fun and remind me, remind me of when I was starting to acquire skills all over again that being said there's one bit of feedback I have on all the challenge paths except trendy so far the war is a lot less fun when you can only do four quests uh, well not counting the fa- farm which is never worth it when you get past the last quest you still have 60 adventures left to fight to the end which are mostly just click go it's a little more fun than say the hidden temple <laughs> well is it uh, this is about when the wheels come off the ascension. It'd be cool if Boris had a star instrument that acted as a leprechaun so that you could drop down the nuns to actually possible in some reasonable amount of time, even if it's probably breaking even with not doing the nuns quest. Thoughts? Um, yeah, it is weird that we don't really think about the the way in which the level 12 quest is makes it... It does make it weird that every one of them has made it so one of the mini quests in the war just wasn't really tenable i i mean i really like that honestly like it, it you know because like there are those spreadsheets that make it a, a, effectively a foregone conclusion which side you go to and this kind of throws that up into a little well bit i don't think it's any less of a foregone conclusion right it's not like this challenge path requires you to choose four of them it's just you well, can only do four of them and so it just adds an arbitrary amount of like just fighting the same dudes over and over again depends it depends on what you mean it like it might change like you know you might normally like people have been talking about which side of the frat war they're going to go to because they're like it's a real especially early on it was a real question and like there's it is not cut and dried especially with boris what to do exactly okay. when you know and like having a different skills changes your 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 path through that and I, the fact that that it's it's reactive and variable like that i think is awesome yeah okay it's and my, then blister guy my, says this may sound weird but i like the click go part at the end of the war it feels like a nice downhill slide to the naughty sorceress at the end of my run yeah we need a falling action <laughs> the climax where you uh finish the thing at the produce stand <laughs> it's like that's the turning point in the character's arc um Let's see. Lightwolf says, thank you for rolling out the hardcore shiny Boris tattoo. In that case, I'll shut up about the stainless steel replica trusty. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and then he talks about the Age of Boris Feast of Boris. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, he's not convinced that the issue is really as bad as people think it will be, or any worse than El Dio wandering monster booze drops have been in past runs, but it would be fun for Boris to have his own special interaction with the holiday and nix the issue entirely. Even if it was a turn sink, Boris has been a great platform for awesome narrative and writing this season, and this would be a perfect opportunity to have more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zenosa says the Monday show was Mr. Skullhead and a Friend. This probably wasn't recorded. No, it was. Uh, those shows are all recorded, and I need to download them. And uh, I believe that I uploaded uh, Day Before Yesterday's show uh, to the archive uh, today. Uh, yeah, no, I, so I'm, in fact, I'm certain that I did. I don't know why I even started that sentence <laughs> that way. Uh, it's done being uploaded. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I will I will get to those. I just figured they were not as critical as the basically the ones that don't have me on them are not as important as the ones that do have me on them. how uh, how does the archive work in that way like if you start uploading it does can somebody go to the archive and be like oh the show's here and start downloading well, it except it's always like october 0th right because of the way that thing parses i might have fixed that um when there's the show dot file part like show.mp3.file part in there, it uh-huh. broke the parsing, and so it would just interpret it as like, I, I think it was like always Wednesday, October 0th or something huh. um, that shows up at the top of the list. I think it might not do that anymore, but okay. I'm not sure. I mean, it only takes 10 minutes to upload. Sure. So there's there's only a brief period every time where that's even possible. Um, I actually don't know what the podcast feed looks like if it happens to get updated during that period of time. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't ever look at it. Uh, let's see. M. Steeler says, does the March 1st trivial update regarding the mosquito becoming more like somebody's mom apply to all mosquito-like familiars, including those that can mimic it for just a little while, or just the mosquito itself? There, the mosquito is the only mosquito-like familiar. Like, yeah, it's weird. Although, didn't we make something that was mosquito-esque? You know, Riff, one of the nemesis familiars had some mosquito. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Um, That might need looking at let's see on the thought says maharito of cleaning up familiar purposes and not relating them opaquely to one another should descriptions on the nemesis familiar items tiny top hat and cane lets your little xenomorph dance and the origami gentleman's magazine also get a touch-up any love for the jub jub birds on this one zen motorcycle or do we accept that some non-spade joke things shouldn't come with full explanations also is your refrigerator running i'm conducting a survey <laughs> on electrics and electricity overconsumption and i can't get anyone to take me seriously <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah i wasn't you know, thinking about the details like that on some of that stuff was stopping me from doing it, so I just decided to ignore them. Did uh, did you see that there was that survey in community about the person who wanted blind, colorblind people to take a, a test? Mm-mm. Yeah, you should you should go look at it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> I was just thinking of people doing surveys and not being able to, not, no one taking them seriously. Oh right. Because the this was a colorblindness survey that the link to it was green on red. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, th- okay. This I was talking about this before. F of X says, would it be possible to add percent A variable to custom titles where percent where A is your number of ascensions? I think that would open up some cool possibilities. Also, everyone would immediately buy a fly by night to bestow a clever custom title to Madame Defarge. I do kind of want to add a couple extra features to that. Yeah, you were talking about that. Um, the one that is your class name, Ooh. which I talked about on Monday. Ugh. 
FTL says, first, I'd like to say that I'm still loving aspect of Boris. I think you mean age of Boris. Uh, I've been doing all hardcore runs, and while slow, the sense of progression between each run is pretty sweet. But without my go-to diet of reagent dishes, one thing that's felt a bit clunky lately is examining the quality of food. Normally, it's not a big deal, but with a stomach capacity of 30 to fill every day, I usually spend a couple minutes examining the descriptions of all the various foodstuffs I'm not used to consuming to make sure I'm getting the best adventure to fullness with what I have on hand. My question, would it be possible to get an interface option that would change the text color for each food drink in a way that corresponded with their quality? Can't you do that? Can't you sort the food by quality and have it then display the quality in... Oh, I don't know. It, can't, it doesn't change the, the actual name of it the way that he's wanting, but... Yeah, so it's a little weird. Like, the color coding does not work very well. Yeah, so if you sort by quality, it gives you... It gives you the blue awesome and a green decent a good. Maybe they don't know good. about this, that sorting. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that is exactly what you want, right? I mean, it just shows you the best food. And, I mean, you kind of try to eat everything, and if you can't fit it into your stomach, then you go down the list until there's something that you can, right? Um, yeah. yeah, so then somebody points out, Oh, you have to actually turn on advanced filtering and sorting. Okay. Right, right. Uh, Link's Did media says... We've never fixed that uh, issue in the, the item spindler where it's, like, decent... No, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, poor, it's like good, decent, decent... Good, decent, decent, awesome, epic. Yeah. Yeah, there's... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, but there's a number when we yeah. are looking at it, so it's not wrong, right? It's, uh, it, uh, sure. It, what that needs to do is have a button that lets it a button that triggers an update so that we can that's that's got goofy uh let says looks like you made the thing with no name drop mechanics unspadable because it still isn't figured out and i'm quite surprised so would you please tell us how to get it to drop multiple food booze and books i'm pretty sure that we tested that it is fixed now it was busted before but it is not it is like i I think it's so simple i think i I think it was i think it was just broken before and so people haven't spent the time testing like the single most obvious thing that it could be yeah because it's well not the single most but but it's the second the second single most obvious i mean i feel like there are a very limited number of things in the game that work like that and this works almost exactly like all of them sure so it's uh jasmine one two three says chicken scully sometimes when i'm about to do the pirate's quest i open the mysterious island and see obligatory pirate's cove one there which reminds me to change my outfit to enter the pirate's cove if i change the outfit via mafia then click on obligatory pirate's cove one it takes me into the pirate's cove anyway uh, the first time I discovered this was by accident, but I was pleased that I hadn't wasted an adventure because I'd forgotten to refresh the island page after changing outfits. Today, I tried to do it while falling down drunk and got a drunken stupor adventure instead of being taken into the cove. It appears as though the check for outfit dependent zones happens after the check for falling down drunk. No, we probably just forgot to do the check for the outfit on that zone. And he says, understandably, the risk with this bug is low. I reported it and was urged to bring it up as a radio question. So just, <laughs> yeah, I just need to do that. We actually have a thing where we can do that zone logic in the database now. Oh, yeah. Um, instead of having to edit and then forget to push. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, yeah. And then FTL points out that feature was exactly what he wanted. So, uh, right. well, uh, Solved. Zarel says, when you pick a class at the end of a Boris run, you do not receive your normal starting skills, bug or feature. Uh, you can get the starting combat skill by visiting the main map, likely holdover code from when those skills were introduced, but there seems to be no way to get the starting buff. Yeah, we really need to do that. Um, 
there's no reason not to, and I think we've been aware of it, and everybody has known that I wanted it to be fixed. Uh, it's just nobody has well, done Well, I mean, it's, you say nobody. It is it, Only you and C.D. Moyer can fix it, and he's well, been doing it. Well, I mean, you could fix stuff. it if you learned PHP. Sure. <laughs> you clown. Although I'm probably in the wrong user group on the server now, so... Yeah, that's that probably is true. Uh, Lord Bitchalot says somebody asked about Feast of Boros, the Age of Boros being optional. Do you seem no no influence? However, this may be a problem for leaderboards. Nibbles points out the AOB FOB quality food you're consuming is medium <coughs> time farming, lime farming, allowing hardcore players to bump over into three day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Blister Guy says, looks like there's no show again tonight, which isn't overly surprising with Jake and Hot Stuff traveling to San Francisco. Apparently, there won't be a Thursday show either, so these questions are just going to pile up. Looking forward to the show where they grind through them all. Well, I hope it hasn't been a disappointment to you. Question, Level 8 was almost done a few weeks ago, but then life got in the way. How close is it now? What is there left to do? There's like a bunch, and I wish that I had taken a picture of my whiteboard before I came here, because I don't... You know, there are people who could take pictures of whiteboards and send them <laughs> I was to just going to say, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, like, it's it's as if you forget that there are other people Riff. that can help you do that. I, I forget that there are other people on the planet. <laughs> um, hi, guys, says Roypy. Hope your trip to SF went well. It did, buddy. Uh, time was long ago that we could transfer items to slash from the closet 11 at a time after the Hanks revamp that went away. Any chance you could re-implement that, even if it's just an API thing? It's no big burden on somebody who uses Mafia, but I feel rather bad hitting the server literally hundreds of times just to closet, uncloset my things in Aftercore. Well, I mean, if you do it from the normal inventory interface, like the put stuff in the closet thing, it's really not a big deal to hit the server that many times because it's like it's all Ajaxed now. And our, our servers are much, much peppier than they yeah. used to be. So... Uh, Blister Guy says I've been really enjoying planning out how I'm going to spend my Boris skill points from run to run I know I mentioned in the huge Boris and leaderboards thread that I thought the path would be better if the number of skill points was capped so that we'd have to choose which tree we were going to focus on uh, but I also admitted that sounds like another challenge path altogether where we'd get to pick say 5 or 10 of our perm skills to take into a run with us is that particular challenge path one that's on your radar for any time soon yeah that's probably the the, the biggest thumb sticking out for this year's Crimbo yeah. challenge path um I'm curious how that's going to go because I feel yeah, like... Yeah, I don't think people are going to be happy about it. I, like, I don't think people are going to like it as much as they think that dude, they will. Yeah, it is a tool. Think think of it this way. The, the ones that happen during Crimbo are a tool for people to use for, like, their own contests, right? It's like game-mandated game uh, common contest themes or whatever, right? Like, <clears throat> that's it. That's all. That's all they are, and... Let's just help people. Let's facilitate that. Uh, this one's a little trickier because I think it would be nice to do like a 5, 10, and a 20 level version of it. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that just means that there's three different three different challenge paths that month and that they all have different leaderboards or something or, yeah, or what. Yeah, we could, we could do that. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, that, that, that could be the month where everybody gets to get awesome commendations or whatever because mm-hmm. they all get to do. Or we could just do fewer we could do smaller we could do three smaller leaderboards that's also true right yep uh let's see we're talking about yeah people talking about the people in concluding that the happy medium does not increase your initiative in a predictable way but it does and i hope hope it's working i hope it's working yeah i think it is it's also really hard to test yeah yeah so then yeah people are uh all right. Uh, hey, man, says Jokai. Thanks for all the niceness and things. Any chance you could toggle fudge, etc., the evilometer to appear in the left-hand pane after you click it from inventory? I don't use the quest prompts, but the evilometer gives me the horn. What? <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> That's a... 
That's a euphemism right there. Well, I mean, <laughs> you can get the evilometer to appear in the left-hand pane by using the quest prompts, right? I mean, well, that's. What, I mean, they're saying they want it separate. They don't. They don't want the quest tracker, but they want the evilometer. I guess you could load the quest tracker and then turn off all the quests. Yeah, which is kind of non-optimal. Yeah, and I guess also they want the they want the detailed version. Yeah, they of do. the evilometer. Uh, Stanley says, assuming these are still in the queue, I signed up for a pen pal day one and I have yet to catch them all. Thoughts? No, you got to trade, buddy. You got to trade. Um, Clonex says, so equipment made so long ago it needed to have an intrinsic to have multiple enchantments has all been updated to have just the enchantments and the intrinsics in question are now gone. Why no trivial update? All right, there was one. Also, does this herald anything or did somebody just feel in the mood to standardize some non-standard things? No, it was like some other bullshit where it was something that, like, there was yet another bug about stealing your own pants and it leaving some intrinsic behind like that was another way to just get like a fake intrinsic stuck on you and this bullshit and we started using intrinsics for other things which made it so we had to have all these weird exception cases where you know it used to be intrinsics could only come from equipment because that's what they meant and so like unequip all would get rid of all of your intrinsics right and unequipping something that had an intrinsic on it would get rid of that intrinsic but then we started doing other stuff with them yeah monsters so, can like unequip and... all would replace your kidney and shit <laughs> right um so yeah it was just goofy also also does this mean the wolf mask corrected moxie modifier minus four instead of plus four the longest extant bug that has been fixed or does happy salamander still win there i don't know what happy salamander is <laughs> probably that um yeah yeah and then brillig was like oh the wolf mask plus moxie was a bug i was hoping it had come back no i'm pretty sure the description was pretty clear that that was supposed to be minus moxie and not plus moxie um, but, but, that's a good but, question. What what trumps in the game? Is it if if the description is written, do we change the mechanics to match the description, or do we ever change the descriptions to match mechanics? Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jokai links to that death of a clanny forum. Let's let's see what they are asking about. They're like a monument wall. Yeah, a way to set up a memorial in a programming free world. It would be cool if we could set up an in-game charity in his name, since he was very much the philanthropist. I'd gladly donate me to a bot that sent it out in his name to newbies or people saving up for their first Mister A or something. I'd like that, and he'd probably be honored by the legacy. But I'm sure it would be a pain to put together and would lead to abuse somehow. Maybe a monument the clan could buy for meat and set up in the blank space under the membership roster. Nothing functional for gameplay. Just say just a drawing of a statue and an interface where clans could click a button to leave flowers or tip a 40 ounce malt liquor that wouldn't be too tough to manage i assume um well i don't know i mean that seems like a weird thing to let you buy yeah right to just build into the game the the philanthropy thing like i feel like that's a good that's a social thing for a bot to do right i mean i just i don't know i don't know how i would build that into the game if i was going to build that into the game can you turn that light on you guys are peeking behind the curtain. It's dark now, which it wasn't when we started recording this. Um, I, look, I didn't say throw a little light switch rave. <laughs> Riff, come, do, 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 be, do, come do, beat hot do, stuff do, up. Do, 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 do. Is Riff still on the line? Yeah. yeah he's here. just being quiet. Okay. <laughs> what, why didn't you he's... answer when I said come beat hot stuff up? <clears throat> well, I was, said no. I, was looking, I was looking up prices on Expedia. Okay. 
To, oh, to come look, to come beat me up. Yeah. Stetherell says, I have a mighty need to learn more about the heroes of old. Did they all know each other? Did they hang out? From what humble slash epic beginnings did they arise? What was their first adventure? What adventure started their legend? These all seem like great topics for another comic book or even a novel. Oh, man. If we wrote a KOL <laughs> novel, that'd be, that'd be new. Uh, we didn't have any. Uh, if only we had writers with any free time. Damn this lifestyle company. <laughs> uh, Life, also, lifestyle would you consider- company just sounds like. I don't know. That sounds like somebody you'd buy a pony girl outfit from or something like or, that. Or like a channel for women. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you consider having a cooking and cocktail crafting page that when automatically, that when made automatically blow up your, oh, recipe. That, why did I say page? Uh, that when made automatically blow up your chef or bartender respectively. Okay, I see what you mean. Like if you're cooking a bomb uh, to get your, your you want, thing you to, want to blow up. Why do you want to blow it up? Because you're trying to collect that. Trying to get your beer lenses or whatever. Try, yeah. Trying to get that sweet uh, chorizo brownies. Yeah. Rab Scuttle says, when you're sorting your equipment inventory, could you change it so that, one, it displays the relevant bonus for the equipment you're currently wearing? Uh, two, it always shows how many hands a weapon uses. Currently, 1H2H only shows up when sorting by power or name. Huh. Yeah. And then, yeah, people talking about changing the behavior of Slash Outfit, and C.D. Moyer came in and was like, no, <laughs> no. Uh, Brillig says, how many nipples? Okay, that's in response to something else that somebody says. <clears throat> yeah, don't you just love it when these uh, question threads devolve yep. into commentary and conversation? Ketta says, on Monday, somebody asked about possibly revamping the galleries. It's pretty much completely inferior to the bathroom and ballroom, and counting getting garden after garden can be infuriating. Instead of completely revamping the gallery, what if you added some sort of ability that allowed a player to banish a particular non-combat the same way monsters can be banished? Maybe a traveling trader skill or a familiar ability, or maybe even as the permeable Boris skill. This would allow players to banish the ever-annoying garden non-combat and put the gallery more on par with the other two zones, and I can't think of any other zones off the top of my head that it would cause it to be game-breakingly overpowered. It's it, it's just really narratively weird because yeah. what would that be, right? It's because it's like with monsters, you're scaring it in almost every case, right? Like you're doing something that makes a thing run away. But with not non-combats are just so it's all little, over the place. It's a little weird that <clears throat> I think arguably it's it's like a bunch of. Uh, hippie chefs right that you're fighting but <clears throat> when you banish one all of that class of monster well sure run okay. away. i'm not saying that uh, that a lot of stuff in this game makes a lot of narrative sense uh <laughs> but that one is especially weird i'm gonna lock this uh questions thread and start a new one and start a new one for the next uh, show you uh, could you could do something like uh no repeats like a skill that was like no repeat so you you have to do it after you just had a non-combat and you use a skill. Well, no, I, I understand how the skill would work mechanically. No, I but just I'm saying like what... it's themed that way. It's like, I don't want to do that again. No reruns. No reruns or something, right? Yeah, like a memory eraser or something. That was the worst memory ever. I, that sucked. Let's sure. not do that again. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't either. It's goofy. It's goofy. And there, there are... Like there's so many different like some quest non combats. There's like things only happen once. There's yeah. There's not really any way to know whether a non combat is important or not. Really. Yeah. Can if you banished uh, an important quest non. Yeah. Like there's no you... there's no designator for a boss non combat. Right. Right. Like the and because like some of them are totally boss man. It's wonky. It's just it's a wonky thing. And I get why you want it, but I mean. 
It I is. would rather revamp the zones to not work in, in a way that frustrates you by getting some bullshit non-combat that you don't yeah, care about. Right? Like, I'd I rather think, just I think not non-combats like should never take turns is probably what it should have been originally, right? Like non-combat should just be things that happen that are funny or jokes or narrative or whatever. Well, or choice adventures where you can spend turns sure. on things, right? Like choice adventures yeah. where you have the ability to like, you know, where they're... Where you can opt out. Yeah, well, yeah, opt out, or it's always going to be something that you would rather have than a fight. Right? Or, or you can always drop it down to drop a fight. Drop it down to a fight or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it just, it, like, it's either something that you need, or it's, uh, like, yeah, it's just a weird legacy I mean, of the fact that, like... every adventure was a choice adventure that you could either do a non-combat or drop it down to a to a fight? Every adventure, ever. Yeah. Just every zone gets a super likely that fires every time. That's like, do you want to fight or take a non-combat? Oh, but I mean, <laughs> but the chances of the buttons showing up are based on your plus and minus non-combat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, where, or how many? How, like, it's just a field of buttons and the, the percentage of buttons yeah. that's combat or non-combat. What do you think thing? would happen if we just got rid of, in its entirety, plus and minus non-combat skills and gear, and totally change the way that all of that works? Uh, how, about, how, how about if you just weird. put? Every monster in the game as a possible option in the barrel full of barrels, and then just <laughs> every zone is the barrel full of barrels. Yeah, yeah, why not? That's, that's it's a, there's a lot more barrels. Yeah. No, no same number of barrels. No, oh, okay. It just takes a lot longer to Yeah, you just have a lot fewer adventures per day. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. they're at random. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There was cool. that guy that did the 100% teleportitis run. It didn't take nearly as long as he thought it was going to. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's all the questions, guys, and uh, we need to we need to figure out if this whole riff being in Arizona, us being in San Francisco thing is going to work. We might end up throwing all this Woo-hoo! shit away. Yeah, or I want to be sad. Just having I... some weird silences where people can just imagine. Or, or I could go in and edit riff in later. But oh be yeah. Like, oh, the player base <laughs> is so stupid. <laughs> Super stupid. <laughs> uh. All right, well, uh, this uh, guys, I've had fun doing this show with you, and here's what I think. I think we should maybe figure out if this uh, stuff is technically working, and then we should record another show together. Maybe like a general great. interest video game show called Video Games Hot Dog, oh, the oh, podcast. That one too. Sure, we can do that yeah, too. Did you forget about that? Well, kind of. We had all this extra beer. We, we, we used this sweet new service that you can also get in the future in uh, San Francisco <laughs> where a cute girl goes and buys you a 24-pack of PBR, <laughs> and she delivers a mustache. Nice. All right, we'll uh, we'll talk to you kids later on. Have a great week, everybody. All right, one, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great. That's awesome. Should I push stop now?